0: time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. All right, welcome to the Vintage Truth Podcast. It's a new week and I'm talking about the struggle that we have within us as human beings and as Christians, we'll talk about that in just a minute. You know, one of the things that I pray for these podcasts for you is that they are inspiring to you, that they motivate you, that they do more than just equip you and educate you and inform you, but rather that they help go towards transforming you and giving you a new hope and power in your faith in your walk with Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible was given to us to make us new and to help us live this life, to give us what we need to live this life. And that's what the Vintage Truth podcast is all about. It's about God's vintage truth. And right now we are uh, trying to raise uh, $250, not a lot of money, uh, you know, all things considered, but um, to buy some more space online to store these podcasts so that People can have access to all of the podcasts. This is the eighty-third podcast, and so we're doing our best to make all of these available. And so we need to purchase some additional uh, space online for this to, on podomatic.com, is which is where uh, my podcasts are hosted. And um, so, if you'd like to contribute towards that, go to JeffKinley.com. You know, we have uh, over over a thousand, or more, well, more than a thousand people that listen to this podcast. Uh, every week and it's growing and over 30 countries are, are listening in right now and um, you know just a little bit from everyone would take care of that need in just a heartbeat so if God leads you to do that go to jeffkinley.com click on the donate tab and you can make a contribution there's a, there's also a physical address there that you can send a check to if you want to do that as well okay getting into today's uh, podcast we're talking about the depth of evil within mankind why do we do the things that we do You know, back in the dawn of creation, and by the way, I do believe in creation, I believe God created the world, and he did it in six literal days, by the way, because that's exactly what the Bible says, and that's exactly how the evidence uh, uh, backs up, the evidence speaks to that as well. God could have created the world in six seconds if he'd wanted to, so it's not a problem for an infinitely powerful God. Anyway, back in the dawn of creation, humanity was given this incredible experience. And yet, you know the story in Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, we were derailed and we suffered this head-on collision with sin uh, because of our own choice. And the result, well, look at the world around you right now. Look at the world around you and everything that is going on and all the evil that's happening. It's all a result of that original sin. That's what we become. That's what our humankind has has devolved itself to from our original state. Just look at your city. Look at your school, look at your workplace, look at the people that you know and that you see on online, on TV, and all the wickedness that's in the world. We, we are forever mangled in this train wreck of humanity, and it's because of our original choices. And so what's happened is, is that now we have these consequences that come as a result of this. And, you know, when when Adam sinned, He disqualified all of us. It was a a poison released into our, our spiritual DNA that can only be remedied by a transformation of salvation through Jesus Christ. And so we are forever stained, and Adam, when he sinned there, he disqualified us all, and so no longer would we have a perfect world in which to live. And you ask about why things are the way they are. Hey, it's because of sin. We are cursed because of sin. And the Bible even says in Genesis three seventeen, Romans 8, uh, verses 19 through 22, that the ground itself is cursed. Creation, all of creation is cursed because of this intrusive principle, powerful principle of sin that that, that penetrated our atmosphere when uh, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. But it affects every part of us. It affects our our mental ability to think about God. Uh, It it affects our emotions. That's why emotionally we're so volatile today. We don't have the perfect emotions we once had in the garden. It affects us mentally. It affects us emotionally. Obviously, it affects us physically. We get sick. We get cancer. We die. Humans still die. And we were not meant to die, by the way. We were meant to live forever in the world that God gave us, but we die. And that's a direct result of of sin. We're just we're we're messed up in every aspect of who we are. And that causes the world to be that the way there is today. Think about this. In the garden, there was no sadness. No one ever got sad in the garden. No disappointment, no depression, no boredom. No apathy, no anger, no rage, no anxiety, no stress, no confusion. The daily experiences for Adam and Eve were perfection. There was no rejection in relationships. There was no remorse, no guilt, no fear, no panic, no embarrassment, no jealousy, no suspicion, no uneasiness, no envy, no greed, no hostility, no intimidation, no pressure, no discomfort, no unhealthy codependence, no unhealthy feelings. Everything they had was perfectly balanced before sin. But there's a final area that sin affects you and me and all of humanity, and that's in the area of our volition or our will or our ability to choose. Now, don't misunderstand. We still have the ability to choose, but we do not have free will. Our wills are not completely free. They are in bondage to sin, to this principle of sin, and to the sinful nature, that zombie within, that sinful nature that we all carry with us. So so strictly speaking, we, we don't have free will. We have the ability to choose, but the freedom is, it's, it's like when you're incarcerated in a prison, when someone's in prison, they got freedom in the prison they can run around the prison they can go work out go eat and you know go get in a fight i mean they do all kinds of things in prison go to chapel do whatever they want but guess what still in prison still in prison so we can have free choice to do things that ability but it's not completely free because we can't go outside the walls of the prison we are bound by sin and the bible tells us in romans 8 that that sin actually affects the choice of trying to choose god we don't even choose god in fact we're going to get to that in just a second here but this this beauty and skill that we once once had that was attached to our soul to choose to follow God it's gone and in its place is this this marred charred downgraded version of choice so all of our choices after eden post eden became primarily motivated not by a desire to please God but by a desire to please self, for self-pleasure and for self-preservation. Our dominant trait now is the absence of a desire to choose God. I mean, Isaiah wrote this, he said, in Isaiah 64, he said, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Paul takes it a step further in Romans 3, verses 10 through 12. He says, no person seeks for God. Nobody. Well, he's a seeker. No, he's not. nobody seeks for God. We seek our self and even the spiritual quote Christian things that that some people seek, they're only seeking those things so that they can feel good about themselves. It's all about self. We worship self. Say Paul, wait a minute, do, do you really mean, you, Paul, you make it sound like we're all bad or something, right? Like we're evil. In reality, there are lots of good people who do seek God, right right Paul? Paul would say, no, not exactly. What he's saying is that the curse within us is so corrupt that it causes us to reject anything remotely related to God. Because not just the the nice thought of God, we're not talking about that, we're talking about what God really is, who God really is. In our natural state, we simply don't like God very much. We hate God, in fact, because he's a threat to us running our own life. We dislike God and his ways. In fact, his ways irritate us. They confuse us. His standards intimidate us, and they bother us. His timing frustrates us when he doesn't do what we want to do. His character is an offense to us because he won't obey us. He won't do what we want him to do. He messes with our plans, doesn't he? He doesn't do things our way. And, and worst of all, God actually has the audacity to say, I want to be in charge of you. He says he deserves our undying praise. In fact, he demands it all the time. The nerve of God. So that's what Paul's talking about. Now, in case you haven't noticed this, most people are not, wildly predisposed to running towards this God. Instead our default is to run towards ourself and to run our own lives thinking we can do a better job than God can because after all we're smarter than God. We like being in charge. We like answering only to ourselves. We want love but love on our terms and as as it's defined by us. right? We want patience. We want perseverance, but without the pain and trouble that's required to cause those things. We want success, but we don't want suffering. We want all the things that God can provide. We just don't want him because he might mess things up as it relates to our plan. So it, it's sometimes subtle the way we reject God. Most people are not standing with their fists out to God. But, you know, if God really were to show up in their life, they would say, no, thank you. Because he wants to be, he says, hand me the title deed, hand me the checkbook, hand me the bank account, hand me the keys, hand me the passwords, they're mine, because I am God, and you're the creation, I deserve that, and we're like, oh, it's, I, don't, I don't like that, well, that's, that's who God is, and that's who we really are, and that's exactly why God calls us sinners. A sinner is just not not a person that goes out and you know like commits mass murder. I mean, think about the word sin. I mean, it's not, it's not one of those words we use a lot, right? But it's a Bible term, and it literally means to to miss the mark. It means the it was an archery term back in in Bible times. It means you missed the bullseye, and unfortunately for us, God requires a bullseye every time, because of who He is, because He and His character is the standard. So. You know, some people define sin by specific actions. They're like, well, you saw a movie you shouldn't have seen or, or a video or you're drinking or you're dancing or listening to certain kinds of music. You cuss or you drive too fast. Or you, you know, you wear short skirts if you're a woman or or if you, you voted for the wrong political candidate, you know, or some people, well, you're drinking caffeine. That's Or you're eating meat, you know, anything strictly prohibited by a particular re- religious group or belief system or church. But you see, God doesn't, just give us a list of things that are bad and he says don't do these things it's a lot more than that it's not about just looking out for all the don't signs that we think that he's posted God is more concerned with our understanding of the concept of sin than he is that we make an A plus on the no sin test for today we need to understand the principle of sin and how it interacts with who we are as people it's, it's like a spiritual virus that's in the air. It's airborne, okay? And it's in our bloodstream, our spiritual bloodstream, it's in our bodies. We, our, our bodies are just naturally fallen, right? So it's not just, you know, a condition that we have. It's a it's a fatal disease, it's, and it's a part of, as I said, our spiritual DNA. So when we talk about sin, we have to understand that we don't make the cut with God. And God says we we break his law, we break his standards by refusing to believe his word, for one thing. I mean, God says very plainly in his word who he is, how humanity came to be, what Jesus did for us, what is wrong with humanity. He tells us all these things. And when we refuse to believe what his word says about everything in, in life, then that's part of what sin is sometimes we unintentionally or intentionally rebel against god because sin is really both active rebellion against god and passive indifference regarding him it's action and attitude so sometimes we have this calculated pursuit of ungodliness and sometimes it's just accidental unrighteousness we we we're just broken you know we're just a car out of line we don't work right there's a, there's a a cog in the wheel here in the system here so, but sins attachment goes even deeper than that beyond what we think say or do, we miss the mark. The problem is we are the problem. The problem is that is that the problem is us. You know, someone once said that the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. And that's what God says. I mean, that's why the apostle Paul was considered the greatest Christian who ever lived declared this in Romans chapter 7, he says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for the willing, the wanting is present now as a Christian, but the doing of the good is not. I guess Romans 7, 18. And and the deal is is that even as a Christian, we still have this two-nature struggle. I'm going to talk more about that in a later podcast. This two-nature struggle. Maybe you've made that discovery about your own heart. There's the person that you know you should be and that you really do want to be, and then there's the person that you are and that you live and experience every day because we all fail every day. You know, you compare yourself to a serial killer or to a crooked politician or some drug-abusing rock star, then you go, well, I'm doing pretty good. But unfortunately, God hasn't put humanity in this big police lineup and pick out the bad guy over the other lesser criminals and just say, "Well, you can get in, and ah, you're really bad. You know, Hitler, you're going to hell, but but you over here is abusing drugs now. I don't, you know, you can come in because, yeah. Well, after all, you're addicted. It's not your fault. That's not how it works. God measures us up against His standard, and His standard is Himself, and we come up short every single time, very very short. So you say, Jeff, what is the what's kind of the takeaway of this? Well. We're talking about the S word here, the, the unpopular word today of sin. It's just, I don't know, it's just one of those words, you know, sin. We're sinners. Admit it. Go ahead and just confess that to God. I'm a sinner. And God, I fall short of your standard. And here's the deal. It's not just recognizing that we fall short of God's standard. It's also recognizing that we can do absolutely nothing about it. That we are powerless to change our DNA. I mean we can no longer no more change our DNA than we can biologically change our gender. Can't do it. Impossible impossible you can pretend but you can't really do it you're born a guy you're a guy rest of your life till you die born a girl you're a girl can't change that and you can't change your spiritual dna we're all born sinners but god can god can change our dna he can make us new people new creatures in him and that's really the good news you know it's the bible goes on to tell us that we have these two natures inside that create this spiritual battle, this spiritual war. We're going to talk about that, the war within, in my next podcast. But we have this battle that's going on inside of us, and it can be so confusing and so frustrating to know that we don't win this battle many times. Sometimes we lose. We lose horribly. Sometimes we get on a losing streak, and we just can't seem to produce a win, you know, in our spiritual lives. That's because we have this thing within us that just won't go away. It's like an annoying fly. You you just can't kill. It's just always buzzing around inside you. You can't get rid of it. And what's worse is that it continually suggests ways to run from God. It's the part of me and the part of you that rejects and runs from God and rebels against him. And the Bible calls it the old man or the sin nature. Sometimes it calls it the flesh. But it's the same entity. It's the old us inside. And Jesus, we're going to find out in a few podcasts here, Jesus has done something about that old man that's that's very good news for us. And yet at the same time, we still have this, this battle within us. And that battle is bloody and it's messy and it's it causes all sorts of aftershocks in our lives things like sadness and depression and guilt and separation rejection of god and and disunity and division in relationships it's this very thing that causes divorce it's this very thing that causes hate uh, and in relationships and unforgiveness and all of these things it all boils down to this sin principle that dwells within that thing inside us that I call the the zombie within the spiritual sin nature. And God says, it's going to kill you. Jonathan Edwards said, you be killing sin or sin be killing you. That's exactly what we're going to talk about some more in the next finished truth podcast to help you overcome. I'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com. Hey friends, please don't forget this urgent need of $250 that our ministry has in order to purchase more space online to keep these podcasts going. Go to jeffkinley.com, click on the donate tab And we can take care of that need and keep these things going. Thanks and God bless.